Welcome to Tarteria, amigas. It's been a while. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. We were having dificultades technicas, like, <laughs> bad. Like, we literally, we tried to record, like, an Encanto-specific episode, like, yeah. three times, yeah. and then, like, we just were not able to do it, so... We had Here technical we issues, and then our schedules were mismatched because of, you know, Hot Girl Summer, and, you know, now... Now we're here and now before your hot you all. Girl summer is like short-lived. Yes. Well, there's still some but, some events, but because I'm gonna see Bad Bunny, yeah, so they, maybe that'll be my finale of Hot Girl Summer. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, that's been the tea there. But yes, we have been trying to get some content for you guys, but we were having some difficulties. We finally managed to figure out what it was, and so yes. now we are back. Hopefully, we'll be able to, like, get on, like, regularly scheduled programming again. And that has been the tea there. So, apologies. Thank you guys who followed the Instagram, like, for listening. And, yeah, here we are. Here we are. Before you today. Would you like to introduce our topic, Diamante? Oh, well, first I wanted to ask, like, do you have any coffee today? What's going on? Any snacks? No, so I just came from dinner. I do not have any snacks. I have water. You failed. Um, you but failed. I am a snack. No, I, 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 I am not. True that. <laughs> she's, she's a whole entree, but, you know. I am a whole entree. It sounds right here. That's oh my, my favorite song. <laughs> I, is that the strawberry refresher? Absolutely. Wait, wait, wait. Do you get it in the water or the lemonade? I get it with none. So just the water? No, I get it with no water. You can actually, yeah, wait, fun wait. fact, guys. <laughs> oh, Why it's just the like person? the juice? It's just the juice. <gasps> it has the juice. It has the juice. Yeah, like when you think about, think about, like, think about this for a second, okay? Okay. I know I'm not the only one, but like, think about this for a second. You like go and then you put it in the water, you're diluting it, like, and then by the time you get to like the halfway point, slash, like, close to like the half where it's just ice, point, yeah, where it's just ice. Now it's like super diluted, you're probably not going to finish it because the ice is like melting it, so now it's even more diluted. So, why would I not just get it with nothing? And then towards the end, it's going to be like chef's kiss. Or and I get more caffeine. Right. A win-win. You know what? I I see the logic here now. I didn't yeah, even know that that you had like a like a secret tunnel way. Like I thought it was just because they only ever give me the option of water or lemonade. So I oh, usually no, you do can literally water. tell them no water. You can tell them no water. Well, now I know. Yeah, bang for your buck. I've been if walking you... around ignorant. So yeah, your whole life has been a lie, basically. Because I was, you know, about the refreshers back in the very, very hibiscus days. But no, I do not have any snacks, but I did have pizza and pasta. So That sounds really good. Pretty happy. Yeah, I haven't had dinner yet, but I do have some pasta in my future. No. Oh. It's it's actually ironically, it's gonna be a um a butternut squash pasta, which you know is like my Is it the Trader thing. Joe's one? The Trader Joe's one is really good, but okay. I'm actually trying. It's gonna, this is so incredibly niche, but like, 
my listeners who like know me mm-hmm. um they know that I have like the food palette of like I would oh, say yes. maybe a mature eight-year-old yeah I know so <laughs> they have a kid's one at Target so oh. I was like I should try that one and see like what the vibe is because it has like a ton of vegetables in it yeah like they sneak the vegetables mm. in and I was like you know I feel like maybe it's like I need some extra vegetables so I was like let me try this one and see what the vibe is because sometimes like the Trader Joe's ones like sell out so yeah we're gonna try it and see if it's good yeah. so I'll keep you guys posted on that I mean I think that's in line with you know the the saying of like buy for the person you are not the person that you wish you were <laughs> oh no 100 percent. like i i recognize my palette yes it's gotten a lot better over the years yeah. i would say like i definitely like since i've been on my health journey too like i eat way more vegetables mm-hmm. than i did prior to this mm-hmm. but i have realized that and this is going to be so controversial for like the fitness baddies the trainers mm. i am more of a squash person which like the fitness bodies are gonna be like those are not even vegetables listen oh. in my mind really they're vegetables like yeah people say that that's not like a vegetable people say that like sweet potato not a vegetable people say that like corn not a vegetable oh. so i've realized yeah like i'm not a cauliflower gal i'm not a broccoli gal Fair. like um brussels sprouts definitely hard pass on that even the um, roasted ones? Think, no, yeah, no. I can't. Okay. I feel like it smells and tastes like a fart. Like okay. I just I mean we were conditioned like I just can't. you know, as youngins to think that they're gross. So I no, but I've tried it mm. and like I'm just like, yeah, it's like even like put bacon on and I'm like, no, hard pass. I just don't feel like it tastes good. That's fair. Um yeah, there's just like some that I'm like, ew, like how like people eat this i'm like i can't but yeah i could do like not carrots to, not to yuck but... anyone's yum yeah you know, if, just, if you're a brussels sprout you know if that's your vibe more power keep going. to you more, yeah more power to you it took me like everything to learn how to eat asparagus because that was like another one that i, I was don't like, like asparagus oh. no i don't like asparagus. see yeah like see here's the thing i realized that if i season it and then i put like a little bit of parm on top Oh, okay. All right. Like that, yeah. Cheese will fix most things. <laughs> I would have to agree with that. Like, I actually, I forgot who I was talking to, but I was telling them, like, yeah, like I tried this and then it wasn't good, but then I like sprinkled some parm on it and then it was good. And then somebody was like, yeah, like that's the thing. If you don't like something and you add a little bit of cheese to it, nine times out of ten, it'll probably be good. Yeah. And I always tell people that too, like just add cheese and, and it'll be fine. And then just like keep adding so. less and less cheese and then you'll eventually just be eating the vegetable. Yeah, eventually you'll like it. So yeah, yeah. here we are. But here we yeah, are. so that was that's the tea there so we're gonna try these out we'll see how they are maybe i'll phase into like the dino nuggets that are actually like just veggies oh okay and i'll let you guys know yeah um but i will say like on the yeah on the on the healthy food side too and they have like really good macros the real good food brands that Mm -hmm. one is popping they have like oh my gosh they have like it's like this it's like a stuffed chicken and Ooh. it has like cheese in it okay. and it's like wrapped in, in bacon it's like the, it's called like the fontina stuffed chicken or something like that nice it's really good 
Yeah, because you know I'm a cheese connoisseur over here, but yeah, yeah. So that one is That's really good. good. Yeah, I usually just do salads, and then um, yeah, I will say, and it's limited. I will say, um, one thing that so you have to you have to stay with me here because it's gonna sound weird, but I promise you, whoever does try it, you'll be like, damn, this is the way. So I've been getting what's called a banana latte. So what it is. That sounds good. I don't know. Some people get really like e about it. Basically, Does it's it a have banana milk? No, like real banana. Basically, it's a smoothie okay. with coffee in it. So it's dates, like the like the prune, like dates. A whole banana, some ice. A shot of espresso and oat milk. Beautiful. That it's, doesn't sound bad. At first, I even I was a little meh about it. And whenever I talk to anyone about it, they're like, mm, I don't know about the banana. Uh, it's great. And basically, it's also kind of a meal replacement as well. Like, that's basically a whole breakfast, like, just there. You get your caffeine and your breakfast at the same time. It's pretty good. Good looking at it well i think it like there's banana milk at whole foods so people that like you at this mm. point at this point <laughs> we've exasperated all the things that we can milk everything like, is being milked everything is being milked like all these kids are going to be so confused in the future they're going to be like whoa bananas have nipples like imagine having to explain that <laughs> I just imagine being like, you better hide Chico or else they're going to try to milk him. Yeah. I mean, he does He does have nipples, but like, they're not like... They'll try. He doesn't lactate. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, he doesn't. He's 13 years old. He's geriatric. Like, he's trying to live out his retirement date. You're already like killing him off on his 13th season. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, we're trying to make him. I'm. I need to make sure like Chico lives to like twenty. I yeah. would like, uh, like realistically, I would like maybe eighteen. But yeah. I'm like, I can't wait for like two years from now because I really want to have a quinceanera for him. Because I just think like, oh my god, no, it's gonna be the tits because I'm gonna have him like dress up in a little. I would fly for suit. that. I will fly for. Oh the yeah, no! Please fly for Chico's quince because yeah. it's gonna be epic. Like we're gonna take him to um that yard, uh, Lazy Dog, mm. and he's gonna get his little. He loves like the bowl from Lazy Dog. Mm. I also feel like he likes Sidecar Social a little bit more. Mm. This is so very Texas. Very niche. Yeah, very niche. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna go and like he's gonna go in a little tux. And he's gonna live his best, and we're gonna we're gonna have like a little moving up ceremony for him, for his quince. Like it's gonna be very cute. I'm excited. So yeah, I'll book it now. And maybe we'll yeah, and maybe we'll get him like a custom suit situation because like he only turns fifteen once. Yeah. So we gotta celebrate that that Chico's Latino. Like we that's true. We have to preserve his culture. Yeah. But I do think that we definitely need to talk about, like, our recent tea within the social media space. Are you ready to talk about it? I am ready to talk about it. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> guys. So, 
um sneak preview of what's to come but this will probably be like more on the vlog like on my vlog um we're planning a trip to Colombia mm -hmm. in the next few months uh for privacy reasons i'm just not gonna disclose like when because yes. i just don't want people in my business yeah um yeah you know there's it's happening there's that's lurkers. all you need to know yeah it's just <laughs> happening there's lurkers out there so i'm just not gonna give people any more information you'll know when we're there yeah and so yeah there will probably be a travel vlog about that shameless plug and then we'll probably get like some photo content like for the podcast insta yeah so stay tuned for that. Of course, like I'll have like separate content on my Insta. Elena yes. will have separate content on her Insta. Go but follow yeah, the so Amanda. She's more interesting. I don't post like ever. <laughs> what do you mean? The BTS baddies, they love you. Oh, that is true. Yes, if you if you like BTS, then you should like totally follow me. <laughs> Especially if if you're a if you're a Yungi stan. Oh my god! I go can't. follow Elena. Go I follow Elena. Elena. Oh my god! Elena says, "What's who's who did you say my my predestined bias is?" Okay, I need okay, I need someone that for some reason is also into BTS and also very close with the Amante to give your opinion on who I think her bias is because I think she would be a V slash Tave bias. In my personal opinion, V and Tay are the same person. They just like, it's like their stage name or like their real government name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, are these two separate people? No, like, no, no. It's the same person. Are they twins? Okay. No, I no, feel no. like a BTS bias is like, it gives me like the same vibe as like a Hogwarts house. It literally like, I don't is. know why I feel that way. You should treat it like a Hogwarts house. It It is okay. exactly that. I'm hoping that Tay is the Gryffindor equivalent. Yes, Tay is kind of like um, Gryffindor Slytherin vibes. Okay. Yeah, that okay. that's the vibe. Hopefully, hopefully Tay is the cool one. He is very cool. He he's very okay. he's like, if not the most liked member, he's the second most liked member. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad I'm glad that um we've gotten the BTS bias out of the way. Yes. Um yes. but yeah, so we're planning a trip. We are. Um we're planning a trip. We're taking this internacional. Yes, we are. So, um I've been researching like different vlogs, especially within the Medellin space because as you guys both know, Elena and I were descendants of Medellin. Um, and so I was like, let's see like what the travel vlog space looks like. Like I, like those of you guys who are subscribed to me, you guys know, like my travel vlogs do the best. Um, and hopefully in the future, like I'll be able to really like travel more and give you guys like more travel content because that's like my favorite thing to do. So yeah, I like wanted to do some research and see what was out there. Of course, with like every like all the stigmas like that Colombia has attached to it, especially Medellin, like I knew that there was gonna be very little presence. Yeah. And I was expecting that. So I decided to click on a vlog and and you know, she she was giving mail. She was giving mail, but we but I decided to entertain it because she was giving YT right now. She was giving YT. <laughs> yeah, she was giving, and not YouTube, but yeah. Yes, not YouTube. 
Um, yeah, she was giving mail, and so I was like, let me just click on this for for shits and giggles, and we'll yeah. see like what's going on within the 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 blog. <laughs> so the the blog starts off, and like, oh my gosh, I don't care if this makes me like boomer status or or millennial or old whatever you want to call it this whole trend with like people doing like like the wide like oh, camera yes, angle yes, yes. and then like you can see like you know how like some people yeah, have like, like double jointed elbows yeah yeah so obviously i like my elbows are a little bit double jointed mm -hmm. but like you see like the wide like <laughs> double jointed elbow and then like Hi, you just, it's like like <laughs> Yeah, it's giving like MySpace. It's giving it's MySpace. We need to like there's it's giving like to stay in the early two thousands. It's between giving like that, space station. <laughs> yeah, it's between it's between that and the low rise jeans. We can't bring those things back. Yes, this I is saw, a public service another... announcement. No low rise jeans. You can't have that happen again. Yeah. Like absolutely. Yeah, and... not. Oh my god, no. And then my favorite thing that I've seen, and I was like, we cannot bring these back unless it's like within the corporate workspace because I wear these like when I'm in the office, which doesn't really happen now because my new job is remote. But um like the ballet flats with the jeans, like yeah. with the wide light. No, I was like, we're not doing that. We're not doing that unless like you're at you're at work. But yeah, yeah I wear those all the time when I'm at work. They're a classic staple piece. Aside from that, don't yeah. wear them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it starts off and she's like, ah, it's like, whatever, right? Yeah. So I just knew, I just knew it was going downhill quick. And it did. Okay? Like, and you didn't have did. to watch for that, for that long to know. <laughs> yeah. Independent so like, of the visuals. Yeah. Yeah. I need to paint the picture. Yes. So in the so in the intro she's like yeah um me and my family we're going to Colombia and like yeah it's what was it that she said she was like oh like I know it's been super dangerous in the past yes. because of Pablo Escobar but me and my family we're going and this and that so I was like oh lord I can just feel that this is just not going to be a good video yeah. So they, so in the video, then at one point they fly into Mexico and mm. then she talks in, in the video about how she's like happy that like the airport in Mexico is like well-kept or I forgot what it is that she says, but she's like impressed I, by I, the airport. And I was like, impressed by Mexican airport being nice. Start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, it was problematic from the start. Yeah. So then she gets to Columbia or whatever. They check into their hotel. Yeah, she starts off and she's like on the rooftop pool. And then she goes, but I'm just going to film on my phone because I can't bring my camera because it's like too dangerous or whatever, right? So then in the, like at this point, she's already mentioned the cartel. Like how many times? I went out the list. <laughs> yes. It's giving Virgo placements. Yes, it is. She's mentioned the cartel now three times for a maximum of around 45 seconds worth of her speaking. So then they decide that they're going to do Metro Cable San Javier, mm -hmm. which is the one that goes like all the way up like through Comuna 13 because there's three Metro Cables that go to different parts of Medellin, but that's the one that you can see Comuna 13 from. Comuna 13 is in San Javier. And if you guys like want 
I, I would say like it's a pretty accurate depiction of like what San Javier looks like. If you guys have seen La Reina del Flow, mm. San Felix kind of has that vibe. Um, and also, guys, like definitely like if you guys go to Medellin, go on a Comuna Trece tour and like really go on the tour. Go <laughs> on the tour. Don't just <laughs> yeah, go on the tour. Don't just like stand on, on the Metro Cable because that's for weenies. Yeah, it's giving colonizer. Yeah, so they're on, so they're on, they're in the cable car, right? So they're in the cable car. And so then she's like talking about, oh, like, I'm so impressed, like, not like the cartel, this and that. So she's with her parents, right? So it's very common, like, where in Metro Cable, like, we'll stop for, like, let's say, like, five minutes or whatever, like, depending on, like, what the traffic looks like, like, just to, like, be able to really circulate people that really need to get up there mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So then she goes, yeah, we decided not to do the tour because we felt like we had seen enough. And if you want an accurate de the description of what, like, Medellin is like, then you guys should definitely watch Narcos. And then she starts, she starts talking about the history of Pablo Escobar and, like, basically, like, ev like everything that has to do with, like, narcotics and drug trafficking and all this stuff right i grew up learning about pablo escobar and like like the the history of the city that i grew up in it's actually really funny because my grandparents like they had bought a house before they passed away in colombia and that house specifically like we would walk to the grocery store in like when i would go in the summer they would obviously like go to the grocery store when i wasn't there but we would walk to the grocery store and so when we would walk to the grocery store, like a couple blocks down from where they lived was actually like the final hideout where Pablo Escobar was. And that's where he was killed. By, wait, like, you're the... kidding. Yes, yeah, swear to God. Wait, 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 wait. You don't know how these stories interact with what I know. Yeah, isn't that so, crazy? It's like, I think it's, um, wait, no, I think, well, it's not El Velodromo because mm -hmm. that's like the, the barrio where my grandparents are from. Mm -hmm. I think it's El Barrio La Floresta. I, I don't remember like what that specific barrio is called because like the barrio is like close to mm -hmm. El Estadio in mm -hmm. Medellin. They're like very small, like they have very small radiuses and then like the next like two blocks over could be a different barrio. So I don't know. Like... You know, well, what I was going to say is that, so you said that on the walk, there was the house where he was eventually found and then killed. My mom, mm -hmm. Lena herself, the queen, Leo, she was across the river when the FBI found him and killed him. And she crazy? didn't know, and she didn't know what was going on. She just saw, like, you know, American, you know, uh, government officials, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't until she got home from walking home from school that she realized what she just saw. Here's what I think is, like, way more historically accurate. I've seen it a bunch of times. It's cool because, like, not only are they showing the novella, but they're also showing clips about what's going on, like, real news clips mm -hmm. on what's going on during that time period. So I feel like that is very historically accurate. Mm -hmm. Of course, like, they, they have, like, a huge warning that says, like, oh, this is, like, fictitious or whatever. Yeah. But a lot of people have said that, like, Pablo Escobar, El Patron del Mal, is, like, pretty historically accurate. And I definitely recommend watching that novella, too. At this point, I've already recommended two novellas. But <laughs> if you guys watch novellas, the guy that plays Anestesia in El Cartel de los Sapos, he plays Pablo Escobar. And he's a very, very talented 
actor and I watch him in a ton of novellas and he's like one of my favorite people to watch. Mm. But yeah, so it's very historically accurate, but it's crazy because when Pablo Escobar was killed, they actually like had like, because he was running on the roofs, he was actually killed on one of the roofs. So it's crazy because they actually have like real clips where you can see like they're carrying him from the roof, like from the stretcher mm -hmm. down to the street. And so it's crazy to hear about like all these things that happened and then to like really see the clips and see right. how everything played out. Like if you guys want to learn all about like Pablo's Florida and stuff like that, that's definitely one I recommend. There's another one that I've been watching too. It's on Hulu and it, I think it's called like Queen Pins or something. It's really interesting because I watch Cartel Crew. This is like trashy reality TV, but it's like, it's interesting to learn about like, this was like a big part of our history, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the people in Cartel Crew and he's the son of Griselda Blanco, which mm -hmm. her alias name is the Black Widow. And so she is directly responsible for Pablo Escobar climbing up in the cartel ladder as big as he did. And she was like known as the queen of cocaine. Like she made like the cocaine business, like what it was like back in like the, the 70s, 80s. Mm -hmm. Like she's directly responsible for like all the, the cocaine, like in what is it, Studio 54? like that was like coming in and out of like the discos, like mm. that migration of goods, well not goods, but yeah. that migration of drugs from Colombia to New York, that right. direct route was all mm. her. I didn't and know that. they called, yeah, they called her the Black Widow because like she was known to kill her husband. Mm. So I think she went through like three, she would like plan hits on people. Like mm. she was really big in the cocaine industry, but yeah, that's definitely one I recommend to watch. It's really interesting to see, like, the connection. Like, because everything that you watch is, like, it's very focused on just Colombia. But yeah. that was cool to watch, like, her life and stuff like that. And her son is in it. It gives, like, a very good recollection of, like, what he experienced, like, when his mom was climbing up the ladder in the drug mm -hmm. industry. But, yeah. So, those are, like, the two. If you guys want to, like, learn more about this, those would be, like, the two that I'd recommend off the rip. And Cartel Crew, if you want to hear, like, just something trashy that's, like... Yeah entertaining that's one i recommend too uh, and the only reason that i watched that one is because i'm a fan of tattoo baby from ink master and she's a colombian tattoo artist super popular in miami the small like you know the colombian world but especially the tattoo world is tiny mm. my biological father actually like i think either knew her or knew someone through her mm -hmm. so it's funny how like the pieces line up yeah so she starts like talking about this and so like the thing for me is like Number one, like, you're comparing narcos to, like, the history in Colombia. But the other thing about this, too, is, like, I grew up learning about this. Like, mm -hmm. Elena grew up learning about this, too. Like, it's just not something that, like, Colombians talk about all the time. Like, it's not very PC. It was, like, a no. really traumatic time for Colombian people. Like, my grandma yeah. talks about this all the time. My, my mom and my grandma, like, they always used to go to Colombia, obviously. And so I remember... My mom was telling me a story about how they had went to Colombia and I think they were supposed to be there for like a month or I don't remember because that's the thing too like if you go to Colombia you're gonna go for an extended period right. of time it's not just like so, a couple days <laughs> yeah so I mean I've done the couple days thing too but it's just it's not it's worth not. it in my opinion yeah like my goal someday is to have a house there so then I can work there part of the year and then come back and 
do the do the real Latino thing, which is like live six months somewhere, and then yeah. when I'm sick of being American, I can then go and go live somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> my mom and my grandma and my uncle. I think my my grandpa had went too. They all went to Colombia. This was before I was born, mm-hmm. early '90s, probably late '80s, whatever. Like I don't know what, like what the time frame was, but I know that Pablo Escobar was still alive, mm-hmm. and he was like bought like it was during that time when he was like bombing. Yeah. Like this place and this place and this place, right? So like people would hear bombs yep. nonstop. Yep. And my mom was like, really like, what the hell is this? Like, this sounds like a war zone. And truth be told, it really did sound like a war zone. Like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just like going by your normal routine, boom, you hear a bomb and then like going by your normal routine, boom, another bomb. It's like, what yeah. is going on? So my mom actually decided to leave like the vacation early and she was like home alone for an extended period of time, like back in the States. So like you grow up hearing about this stuff, right? And even like, like up until like close to when my grandparents passed away when they would talk about Pablo Escobar it would be like really traumatic for them to talk about my grandma would get like really upset like almost on the verge of tears and stuff like that so like Colombians like like here's the thing right like this is a huge part of our history obviously but it's not everything Mm -hmm. and like this isn't something that like we talk about all the time and like the best way that I can probably like even say that this that this is like is this is maybe but not really it's kind of like 9-11 right like 9-11 is something really effing traumatic that happens and it's not something that new yorkers are talking about all the time it's obviously such a huge part of our history Mm -hmm. and now it's like talked about in in global class it's talked about in u.s history and stuff like that Like in the classroom yeah yes but it's like not something that like we're talking about every day it's not something that, like, tourists are, well, they probably go to the memorial, right? I would yeah. assume that they want to go they see do. One World Trade. Yeah. But it's not something that, like, New Yorkers are talking about no. all the time. It's a really, really sad day every time that it comes around. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's really traumatic for us to have to relive. Mm-hmm. Anybody that you ask that has either lived in New York or mm-hmm. um, has, like, a connection with New York, can remember exactly what they were doing when 9-11 happened like yeah. it's real like it's really traumatic so it's a flashbulb memory like so yes and so i understand like like i i can imagine like why my grandparents feel that way yeah. why other people who are colombian have like felt that way as well and so when americans go and the first thing that they say is oh yeah pablo escobar and this and that yeah. not only is it like super inappropriate but it's like how much research have you done within like this right. amount of time that like this is the only thing that that you're associating with the country mm-hmm. and then also saying? like so... in my experience you know because i'm first generation and so you know all of my family previous to me lived in colombia and lived in colombia during this time and you know, I just remember every Christmas when, you know, after a while, maybe after like a few, you know, coquitos, whatever, they would start talking about their stories. They would feel, they would open up, they would be like, do you remember when this happened? And I'm just like, this is so much trauma and like so much like, and you have to keep in mind, like my mom and like my aunt and uncle, they were little when they were seeing these things happen. Like imagine like, you know, because they were children, seeing this happen, like, you know, like, with, like, you know, the, the killings on the streets, the bodies would just be left for days, the police wouldn't, like, this is not a time that you talk about, and, like, even within families, you don't talk about it, 
and you know maybe that's like the own you know trauma work that you do have to you know eventually talk about maybe not with family but with someone else and a professional but you don't talk about this in a casual way which seems to be is how it's talked about with tourists or like for example even when I'm out and about and I say that I'm Colombian almost always I want to say like 85% of this time the next thing that comes out of the person's mouth is like oh my god Pablo Escobar oh my god the cartel the drugs it's like this is not a casual topic of conversation like as if you're bringing up something like like just a casual fact that you know about the country you know like this is not this is not saying like oh you're Egyptian oh my god have you been to the pyramids this is not this is not what this is like this is a very traumatic fact that you're bringing up in a very casual way and it's very rude put it yeah very, it's putting it very simply rude. like you could even compare it to somebody who's muslim and then like mm-hmm. that whole remember when that whole thing like this was like right after 9-11 and like yeah. they passed the patriot act and then like people were like super islamophobic and like they like would get nervous when they would see people in like hijabs and stuff like that yeah this is like it's very much like the same vibe like Mm -hmm. obviously not as extreme because i felt like like people just like took it next level when it came to like attacking mosques and stuff like that but like even then you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. it's it's like the same thing like why are other places that americans go to associated with like negative stereotypes like i don't understand like it just it it really is like very alarming so i had like written to the girl and i had said the same thing and i had told her i was like you know you talking about this like off the bat it gives very american and it shows that you really like did not do your research on Mm -hmm. like where you stayed and i really encourage you to take down this video because other people that want to come to colombia like genuinely interested in coming they're going to be very, like, oh, no, maybe I shouldn't come. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's over here saying, oh, yeah, we're skipping out on the Comuna 13 tour because uh, we've seen enough. And she's viewed Colombia at this point, like, from a microscope. Yeah, it's giving colonizer. It's gross. Yeah. It's really, yeah, it was just very problematic. And then, like, she just kept mentioning the cartel, right? And so then, like, I think the one thing that she did, which was, like, like a typical thing that people do in Medellin is, like, she did the paragliding thing, and that was it. That was, like, the extent of the tour. She stayed in El Poblado the whole time, <laughs> and she ate pizza. Like, yeah. you can eat pizza anywhere in the world, and you chose to come to Colombia to eat pizza. It's very tone deaf. Mm-hmm. The whole thing was just, like, it was, like, not giving what it needed to give. It was really appalling to see, and just, mm-hmm. like, especially because she has, like, a bigger audience on YouTube. I was, like here's my thing right as somebody who posts travel vlogs and stuff like that like i generally i genuinely try to give people like more than like what like the tourist stuff is to do Mm -hmm. and you guys can see that like anytime that i've gone to puerto rico i always try to support local business i always Mm -hmm. try to like go to places that are not just like stuff that I can do here in the States because that's really what it's about. That's really why you're going somewhere else, right? Is because you want to experience something that's like not within your norm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like, that should be the real reason that you travel. That should be the real reason that like you go anywhere. 
It's to really immerse yourself in a new culture and to learn more about people, to appreciate what you have at home, and to like really appreciate how other people live. I messaged her, and then like the the response was it. It was very. I'm sure you have the response because at this point I don't have it anymore. Well, do we have the response? Let me see. I don't think I do. But it basically had something along the lines of like, no, I don't really see why it's problematic. I'm trying to give the perspective of the American traveler. It was something along those lines, if my memory serves me correct. It was scary. Yeah. I was like, I just, I can't believe it. Like, I feel like we, like, especially in Medellin, like in Colombia in general, like, like we've worked really hard to Mm -hmm. kind of like stray away from this narrative it gets diminished when people with like platforms mm-hmm. say stuff like that yeah because let's also keep it real narcos is like not historically correct at all no. it's mainly a mexican cast yes <laughs> like where's the authenticity like this should not be your source material let's put it that way <laughs> so yeah just to speak a little bit about my perspective about all this so you know the amante watches the video leaves in my opinion you know a a frank but you know polite comment saying this is problematic and this is why and i think it would be more respectful to the country that you're visiting to take this down or re-edit in you know some kind of way because how it is right now it's not it's not giving um, and then she makes the comment that she does, basically justifying her video and not, you know, taking the advice of someone from that country is telling you. And so then Diamante sends me the video. I'm at work. Like, I'm at it. What? And I was like, is this problematic right. or is it just me? Did I wake up and choose violence? Because I need to know. Right. Like. Sends me the link to this video, then says, am I being too much? Like, what is it? Like, I am at work. I am doing the full science thing. And I was like, nah. I mean, let's see. Let's watch the video. Not even 30 seconds in. I was like, oh, this is going to be a project. So I literally, on my like big computer at work watched the video and then had a notes open with timestamps of and i had three different lists going because three main things three main themes were happening during this time i kept track of when and for how long she mentioned the the cartel then the second category was I titled Racism and Colonizer Energy with timestamps and specific quotes in my thoughts. And then the final was Poorly Researched Trip, because it was. (laughs) Um, And timestamps and my comments. And so I put this huge thing together and I leave it as a comment. Um, She read her to Yeah, basically. She was giving, she would, no, hold on. I I was like, give me, oh, it's too bright. You can't see it. She was, she was giving, she was, well, you turned on the brightest, but she was giving like Tyra Banks, like, 
I only have two pictures in my hands and the picture that I do not show, you're going to have to pack your stuff and go home. And exactly. you will not be America's next top model. It was that it was very much that vibe. Like read her to filth. And I was just like Because at least for me we, we had time. At least for me, I felt particularly rubbed the wrong way. Because not only was her video rude and also straight up boring, two, she didn't listen to you. So I was like, oh, this is now we're, we've gone into protective pit bull mode. Like, yeah. And that feels very particular about me. Yes. And if I she do. feels like I am not being heard or seen, literally, Elena will pounce on. I do. And this goes back to like our high school days. <laughs> like, I've always just been vertically challenged. And I remember <laughs> being in the hallways and like, it would take me forever to get to my next class. If you guys, anyway, if you guys didn't listen to the episode first one, yes, episode, you guys need to because this will, like, you know, a school being that crowded, not a lot of square footage, getting to your next class, it was hectic. It was hectic. And Elena, Elena used to be able to see above the crowd. And yes. so I would like stand there for hours because people wouldn't see me. And Elena would be like, <laughs> like she would just clear the she would clear the red sea it was giving moses <laughs> so so elena's been very like protective of me from the start yes that that is just uh that's just how it be sometimes um so yeah so that definitely like brought the energy in which i gave um but yeah, so basically the highlights of my comments um, were that for a total of 1 minute and 49 seconds, she spent talking about the cartel, which is about 20% of her video. And this is, of course, not taking into account that this doesn't include like B-roll scenery shots, shots of the food, like all of this stuff. So it means that a significant portion of while she was talking to the camera was about the cartel. It's a lot. Because it's a 12-minute video and you're basically talking for two minutes solid about the cartel. Um, yeah, as Diamante already mentioned, they were impressed that, like, airports can be nice, neighborhoods can be nice, like, that things can just be nice in either Mexico or Colombia. Which... My comment was always, I invite you to unpack that. Because <laughs> it's weird. Um, I think my favorite comment in my racism and colonizer energy uh, section was towards the end of her video, she was commenting that she'll be visiting another part of Colombia, which we never know what it is. But she comments, the more jungly part of Colombia, which can you at least remember where you're going? Because Colombia is about fifty percent jungle. Like she could be going anywhere. It's probably the Amazon. <laughs> like this is basic geography. Like, Let me just say it: the American education system has lacking. failed us all. Yeah, it like, has failed. 
like whoa i was like we i was like we clearly i i don't know we went like i went to public school like my whole life so me too i was like i was like whoa like we're just not even on the same like planet clearly yeah and then oh my god wait what about the part when she was like oh like i definitely got more eyes yeah People were looking at you because of what you were wearing. Sis. People were looking at you because you, you were stupid in English. Yeah, <laughs> you were probably out here like in in Colombia. We say that I'm the papaya, which is like you're making things sus. Yeah, you know what I'm like, saying. Like you're out here like being very American, probably. Yeah, that's probably why people are looking at you. People you're making a you spectacle of yourself. It's not. It's not for the reasons in which you think. <laughs> Yeah, so it just, it it really rubbed me the wrong way when she said, like, that whole thing mm-hmm. about, like, yeah, people are looking at me because of what I'm wearing. I'm like, sis, that's not the problem, but Trust this me. is also the same energy that contributes to, oh, like, when, when victims of rape get asked, like, mm. oh, what were you wearing? This is, like, the same energy, like, when Donald Trump gave that speech about the wall and when he talks about how undocumented people are rapists and criminals and all this stuff. Yeah. This is the same energy. This exactly. is the same energy. And I'm pretty sure that she probably she probably did vote for Trump. She probably has like one of those big like MAGA like lawn picket things like right in front of her house. Probably. probably. No biggie. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. And then like um I think maybe we would agree that this is a common favorite when she was commenting that these areas are super up and coming. let me let me talk it's literally giving colonizer it's giving it's giving (laughs) williamsburg yes how how, like they refuse what is it oh my god there's like an area in brooklyn that they don't even call it like what it what it's originally called oh i think it's like stuyvesant heights Mm -hmm. that's what it is because it's i think it's like Mm bedstuy like that's what it's actually called bedford stuyvesant and now like that the yuppies have taken over it's called Stuyvesant Heights. Yeah. And people don't want to say that they live in Bedside because of the bad connotation Bedside had, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, whatever. Anyway, whatever the situation is. but and I, t- and I tell Elena this all the time because I go on this rant all the time about gentrification. Yep. And, and especially now that there's inflation, yep. now that there's all these things going on that they've, like, publicly declared a recession and all this stuff. This is now, like, the time, especially where things, like, start moving. Mm-hmm. So, like, that whole thing, and I told Dylan, I was like, it all starts off with, with a freaking a juice bar yep. or, like, a little hippie, like, coffee, coffee shop. place. Yep. Yeah, and then next thing you know, you start seeing people who don't look like you. Yeah. Then next thing you know, all these people are moving in. Why? Because it's so cheap. Why? Because yep. it has all these things. Because of where it's geographically located. Why? Because it's central to the train, this and yeah. that, right? Then next thing you know, they're pushing out people that have lived here for generations and then now these people don't have anywhere to live because now all this like mass migration of gentrifiers who have local businesses go like yeah yeah, like local businesses go the families go now the families and these businesses have nowhere to live anymore Mm -hmm. so it really like and i've seen this happen time and time again like as you guys know, I grew up in Long Island City, so I've seen this happen in Long Island City. Like, dude, it's in, my mom moved from Florida to Long Island City when we first moved to New York. Mm-hmm. So 
if my mom was able to live in Long Island City, yeah. then imagine what, like, now, I like, just for shits and giggles, like, oh, I'm always, like, entertaining the idea about moving back to New York. As much as I would love to move back, yeah, would, like, there's just no way that I would pay mm-hmm. what I'm paying now to live in a studio, to yeah. pay somewhere where I have to park my car in the street, to pay somewhere where I don't have my own washer and dryer, like stuff like that, to live in an apartment, hell to the no. I'm just not going to do it. And like, I've seen it happen, right? So I've seen it happen in a story. It's happening, like I said, it's happening in Brooklyn. It's been happening for a few years now. Yeah. As you guys know, my family lives in Rockaway Beach. It's happening even there. You know what I'm saying? Because there's like a big surf community there now. And so I've seen it happen time and time again, where black and brown people get pushed out of neighborhoods that they've lived in for a really long time. And even in Miami, same thing. Miami used to be very affordable. And Miami used to be a place for black and brown people, Caribbean people, Colombians, Venezolanos. Cubans, yep. Like it's it's like a little Latin America in Miami, huge Latin America population. What's happened is that now all these people live in Brickell. Now all these people, like all these Insta baddies, all these people want to like live in Miami. Now that's the new wave. It's become one of the most expensive places to live in, in in the States. Mm -hmm. And now people who have lived in Miami their whole lives can't even live in Miami anymore. So now these people wind up moving to Orlando, they wind up moving to Tampa, because it no longer becomes affordable. And then when these places no longer become affordable, well, we wonder, why does a bacon, egg, and cheese now cost $5? Why does a chopped cheese not cost what it used to be? And yeah, inflation is a big part of that, but let's talk about, like, why. Like, really why we can feel it in this way. And, like, it, you know, speaking from my experience, like, I was born and raised in Jackson Heights, Queens, like, you know there's a reason why i haven't been to jackson heights in a long time is because every time i go back it makes me sad because it's like 80 percent of it has changed and you know like the amante said like you know the residents that live there don't really look like us or you know have an appreciation for the businesses that are there they just go to you know cvs target not to not to you know discard a target i like target um but you know they they just go to businesses that they're familiar with which is which is also fine but it's pushing out businesses that we're familiar with and that are local that are run by families that live there not by these massive corporations that just want to you know franchise a bajillion different starbuckses you know it's just it's really unfortunate. And it's not something new. Like No, it's not. It's not something new, right? Like, this happens time and time again. And it's this really weird paradigm where you want to feel like you can go home and you want to feel like you're going to see people who look like you. You want to mm-hmm. feel like you can still have, like, a piece of your culture, even though you're not in that country, right? Mm-hmm. And then, it like, feel, like, being home almost feels like being an alien. Mm-hmm. And then you go and then, like, there's looks from all these people who have not grown up in that neighborhood right right? and let's let's really acknowledge the elephant in the room here because at this point we're on stolen land like and i can say this as somebody who's 25 percent native american so i can definitely speak to this but Mm -hmm. like imagine how native americans feel like people who are still on reservations how they must feel yeah and i think that was like something that elena mentioned too like this specific content creator she I think she grew up yep. in San Diego. Yep. That, and now that was she my final not point. to blow up her spot. Yeah, and not to blow up her spot or anything like that, but she goes to school in Dallas. 
She goes to SMU. And, you know, Texas is stolen land, too. That's that's originally Mexican land, both her hometown and where she goes to school. So after she reads a little bit so, about Columbia, I hope she learns about where she goes to school and where she grew up. All I have to say. Yeah, so it's, you know, like, like, let, like let's stop labeling things as up and coming. Because the minute that we start doing that, like, no. it, like you're, you're already, like, minimizing what this place was. Yeah. And, like, how this place has made people feel. And people's homes, people's memories, people's livelihood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think just overall, it was, like Diamante said, it was very tone deaf. And I think, you know, it was just plain disrespectful and it just made the country feel like it was like a tv set of narcos as opposed to a real place where real people are from and when they give you feedback you either give you know dismissive responses or delete the comment which is what happened to me (laughs) oh my god so yeah so she wound up i'm not sure if she deleted the comment I'm not or sure. I'm blocked. If, like, I have no idea. She was blocked. I'm not sure what the situation was, but I know that he. I went back and I looked at the video the other day. The comments not there, so I don't know what it is that happened to the comment. But I can I figure can it say, out. Like it's just not an exemplary like thing to be posting. No, it's not. Period. And I think you know I will, you know I will give grace to you know the the video that she posted. Maybe she thought it was interesting or etc but i think specifically where it starts to go wrong is when she's not listening to people from that country on their feelings about the video and when she's specifically deleting comments that have a point against her video that is very clearly stated i think when you start to censor the people that come from this country that is a problem point blank you are a visitor you are a guest and you're censoring the host period and like here's my thing right i mean at the end of the day nobody's perfect right yeah i think that like everyone has moments when maybe they're not like as sensitive or cognitive as they could be and elena and i have even had conversations about things that maybe i'm not open to maybe things that she's not open to and like we've been able to see the other side of the coin or you know of course understanding that we all make mistakes um you know i've made mistakes diamante has made mistakes you know our views have changed throughout the years as they should because you know as you grow up you become more informed and you listen to other people's perspectives and i think that's where this causes a problem when she didn't listen to the perspective of people from there or who has ancestry there on their thoughts that's where the problem really arises so and i think too like i think it it probably would just be worth it for us to have like a whole separate episode about like all like the good things that Mm -hmm. medellin and colombia has like accomplished within the last few years one of the biggest ones definitely i think is in canto and like yeah how cool is it now to see like little girls like dressed up in like typical Colombian clothing and like associate Colombia with something positive, right? 
Um, and I feel like now, especially with that movie being out, a lot of people are going to want to go. And yeah, like, let's really like shine some light on, and this is anywhere that you go. This is not just Columbia. Yeah. Like, this is not just it's pretty universal. Thing. Like, let's really like, asso- like associate going to other places with positive things. Like, I'm sure when people go to Germany, like they don't associate it with, you know. What they did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Like we we need to rewrite things and be open to people giving us feedback and correcting those mistakes. And you know, like there's nothing wrong with going somewhere new and like learning about new culture. I encourage everybody Mm -hmm. all the time. I'm like, oh yeah, definitely go to Puerto Rico. Definitely go to Colombia. Definitely go to Mexico. Definitely go to the Bahamas. Go like go to all these places. But like Elena always tells people, go to go to England all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, just change how you're, yeah, talking about things. Yeah, it's just unfortunate because I think, I think the reason why it's unfortunate is because the potential was there to actually make a really good video. And it was just very much so wasted potential. So I think that's why we feel so strongly about it. Since For she does sure. have and such like, a platform as well, in addition to that. So Yeah, and like, you know, I think too, like like I said, it really becomes a problem when you're silencing the voices from mm-hmm. these places. And yeah, I think that's like the general message here. I think we can also, like, we're going to probably do a separate segment all about, like, the hypersexualization mm-hmm. of Latinas. And, like, we have, like, so much more to unpack, especially, like, when it comes to our Latinidad and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much more that we can talk about. And, like, if anybody ever has any questions, like, comment them down below. Yep. Elena and I are both very happy and open to answering questions that you guys might mm-hmm. have and helping like disprove some of those like common misconceptions about Colombia. Yep. So yeah, I think that this probably like wraps up our episode and mm-hmm. hope you guys like comment and subscribe. Yes, please. Hit the five star button on our podcast. Tell your friends about it, tell your family about it. And thank you guys so much for listening slash watching. And we will catch you guys in the next one. Bye, guys. Bye.